Hey guys, welcome to Clemson FCA. Are y'all excited for tonight? Awesome. My name is Maya Huff and it is an absolute blessing just to be here and an absolute joy. I'm so excited. I don't know why y'all chose me to come share truth with y'all tonight, but I just could not just express my gratitude and my excitement um, and my hype. Um, but, you know, we're in the middle of January. We have all of these goals that January usually brings. You know, we have spiritual goals, relational goals, physical goals. I have goals myself. Goals aren't a bad thing. You know, goals help our human selves, you know, achieve things. One of my relational goals is actually just to pick up the phone. As simple as that is, I, you know, my, one of my goals is to be a better friend. And one of the ways I can do that is by picking up the phone. And so that's one of my relational goals this year. And some of y'all might, I know all of y'all, for the most part, are students. And so maybe one of your goals this year is, you know, to study a little harder, you know, so that way you can get the GPA, so that way you can get your career, and that way you can one day provide for your family. Or maybe some of you guys are athletes in this room and you're wanting to train a little harder this year, you know, work a little harder this year so that way you can have a good season, so that way you could draft. I know the grind. My husband plays professional baseball. We just got drafted last year. And let me tell you, it is a grind. So keep on to those goals and keep on working. And so we have all of these different goals, you know, for January. We have all of these different goals. And if we look at why we've created these goals, if we look at, we take a step back and we look at the underlying reason as to why we've created these goals, it's so that way we would get to the end of 2024 and we would look back and we're like, man, I flourished this past year. Like, wow, I got the fullness of this past year. You know, where all of our goals are designed so that we would have a flourishing year. And you know, being your sister in Christ, I wanna come to you tonight and I wanna teach you if all of our goals, if our underlying goals for all of these things that we've been planning for January, if it's to flourish in this year, I, as your sister in Christ, wanna come and I wanna teach you what true flourishing is. You know, when you're back in middle school and you're like reading through the essays, maybe you'll do that now. I've been out of college for just a little bit, only a year and a half. And I did go to Florida State. So, you know, maybe we didn't have to do this, but we had all these essays and we would have to go and you would look at them and you'd have like the who, the where, the what, the when, like you had to identify those things. That's what we're going to do tonight with flourishing. Cause that's just, I feel like it helps it. It's easier. It's easier for my brain at least. And so we're going to look at what flourishing truly is, who flourishes, why we flourish and how to flourish. And you know, some of you, you're like, you know, this, this is great, but like, does she know it's January 18th? Like, we are already like kind of past, like we're already midway through January. Like it's a little late to be talking about goals. Like we should have been talking about this back in December. Like she would have been great to have back then, but this is like, it's a little bit, it's not really making sense for right now. And I wanna show you something so cool. The God that we serve does not operate within the constructs of our human time. He doesn't say, oh, you wanna wait? You wanna learn how to have a truly flourishing life? All right, you need to wait till January 1st, 2025, or you need to wait till May 1st. You need to wait till this like day, this month, this beginning. No, 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 no. Our God, he doesn't operate in the constructs of our human time. It is never too late to learn how to truly flourish. So what better way and what better time to start than now? 
And you know, before I even get started, I, I've never actually been to Clemson before. It's my first time and I've loved it so far. I've never been to, I got the blessing to go to Furman um, two nights ago and I've never been there either. And I just started praying because I was like, God, I don't know the people that uh, in this room. God, I don't, I don't know personally this FCA, God, but you do. You know every single person that is gonna be here tonight. You know them, you know them by name. You know every detail of their life, God. I was like, what, what do you have for them? What do you have for the South Carolina FCA? Like, please, Lord, just show me. And he gave me two words that I'm so excited to share with you this year. He gave me the words deepen and connect. Deepen and connect. And I believe those words are twofold. I believe obviously he desires for y'all to deepen and connect with him, but also to deepen and connect with these people around you. And some of you are like, okay, that's awesome. Like, how do I do that? And so deepen, I'm gonna go and kind of give you an illustration of each of those, because I work really well, you'll see throughout this. I work, my brain works best with illustrations. And so if you think about deepening, if you're on the top surface of water and there's a beautiful coral reef underneath you, and you're like, man, I wanna go and I wanna see that coral reef. Like, I wanna go, I need to go deeper. What are you gonna start doing? It's not a trick question. What are you gonna do? What am I doing? Swim. Yes, you're gonna start swimming. You're gonna start putting in a little effort to go deeper and to see. You're gonna put in a little bit of effort. And you know, it's the same thing if we wanna go deeper with Christ and if we wanna go deeper with the people around us. It's gonna require a little bit of effort. And I have some good news right here, this. A little bit of effort, talking to God. Start just, if you don't know where to start, if you don't know how to deepen your relationship with God and you're like, this is all very new to me or maybe I've just kind of lost sight of it. Like, I don't know where to start. Like I want to, I want to deepen even my relationship with my friends, but I'm just not sure. It just takes a little bit of effort. Start here. Start talking. Start being like, what in the world was she saying? God, like, I don't know what she's saying. I don't know what this place is. I don't know what they're singing in worship. Like, start talking to him. Start talking to the people around you. You know, those people with the glow sticks on, they are people who are here to pray for you. And that would be a great person to go and ask. You're like, you know, I just, I just don't really know. You know, I don't really know what's going on. I just, I would love to know. Start deepening, putting in that little part of effort, little piece of effort. And then we got connect. And so that one, it took me a second. I was actually in the Atlanta airport on my way here and I was trying to think, I was like, God, like what, what, how do you kind of explain connect? And I was thinking about it and it was so funny. It actually happened to me. So I'm in the Atlanta airport and I'm getting, I board my plane and I still have a little bit of work to do. And so I am trying to connect to the ATL Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi that's in that building. And I keep on trying to connect and I keep on trying to connect, but I'm out of proximity. I'm out of range. I'm out of the area to be able to connect. And you see, if you wanna connect with people, if you wanna connect with the Lord, you have to be in proximity. And the coolest part about God is that he's got that proximity part taken care of. There is no place that you can go, that you can run from him, that you could be out of proximity, that you could be out of range with God. He is with you in every valley, every thought, every thought that you have, every place that you go. There is nowhere that you cannot connect and be in proximity with God, because he has taken care of that. And you know, proximity with people, if you wanna connect and be in proximity with people, places like this, you know, like afterwards, maybe inviting some people over to that apartment that you have, you know, whatever it is, you know, get into some proximity this year with the people around you. 
And so I thought, you know, what better way to start? We got that proximity part down. We're all in the same room tonight, I'm, and I'm so excited that we are. So we got that proximity part down. And, you know, we're going to start with the connection piece tonight. Remember that piece that takes a little bit of effort. And I'm only here one night, so I don't care if y'all don't love this because, I, you know, I'm gone tomorrow. Like, I'm going back. So, um, but I'm going to make y'all talk. So we're going to have a little, we're going to put in a little bit of effort tonight. So before we even get into what flourishing is, I know that you probably sat next to a person and like, man, I did not think I was going to have to talk to him. Well, you do. So for the next two to three minutes, I will accept all the awkward silence up here. I love awkward silence. For the next two to three minutes, I want y'all to talk about what flourishing truly is. And I'm going to give you a hint because, you know, it's good to have a hint every once in a while. There is a difference between worldly flourishing and biblical flourishing. So two to three minutes, you're welcome. I'll embrace the awkward silence up here. Get talking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll embrace it. Two to three minutes. You can ask their names. Thank you for my plant. Thank you. Sorry. No, you're good. No worries. Jesus, Lord God, I praise you. Mm, I'm excited for that part. All right. Okay. All right. I know we're in a big room, um, so I'm up here all by myself, and I didn't get to connect. So just yell out some answers. Like, what do you think worldly flourishing looks like? Flowers. Flowers. That's great. Yes. I was not expecting that. What else? Come on. Throw out some other ones. Yes. Money. That's a big one. Yes. All right. Awesome. So... You're right. Flowers is a great answer. <laughs> I like that one. Um, but, and so somebody over there, and I heard success right here. That was good. I see that. That was great. Good job. Uh, someone over here was doing the movement, which I don't know if he was like talking about something completely unrelated or if he was like actually explaining flourishing. It was you right there. I see you. And he was going like this and like this. And that's kind of like a really good way to picture what world, the worldly definition of flourishing is like. The worldly definition of flourishing is to have more, to have more success, to have more money, to have more women, to have more guys, to have more cars, to have more titles, to have more, more, more. It's an ever ending cycle of just more, 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 more. And then you have the biblical definition of flourishing. And it's so simple. To truly flourish biblically is to walk with God to grow with God, to walk and to grow with God. 
we see it's so fascinating. As I've been studying flourishing, if you look at all the verses that are talking about true flourishing in the Bible, they're all in association with somebody who is walking with God. You got Isaiah 66, you got Proverbs 11, 12, 14, Psalm 72, and then I'm gonna read you Psalm 92 so you could actually see this and you could see this written talking about true flourishing. If you're like me, I get distracted pretty easy. You might be able to notice. Um, But I get distracted really easy. Something that I've learned, um, this is just a trick. Whenever um, somebody's reading scripture or anything like that, I close my eyes because I get so distracted on what's going on and I really want to be able to understand what they're saying. So if you want to close your eyes right now, I invite you to. I won't think you're falling asleep. Um, And so I'm going to go ahead and start reading Psalm 92, 12. And it says, and this is when it's talking about true flourishing. It says, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. So it says right there, it says the godly will flourish. So what is godly? Godly is being obedient to God, walking with God. It says that those are the people that will flourish. And then it says they flourish in the courts of our God. So in order to flourish, you need to be in the courts of God, right? So you have to have God. So you have to be with him. And then this is the part, so that all makes like sense. You know, it's pretty blatant. It's pretty plain. And this part was the part that really confused me. I was, whenever I started studying flourishing, it says, even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. So even in old age, they will start, they will still produce fruit. And I was thinking about it and I was like, what kind of fruit are they talking about? Oops, there goes my um, little marker, but it's okay. I was like, what kind of fruit are they talking about? You know, because when I think about me in old age, I think about like producing fruit and I'm like, you know, whenever I get to be old, I'm gonna be kind of like not as mobile, you know? My physical body will be a little bit more like out of, after the age and my deterioration. And then I was thinking about me as a woman, I was like, I won't be able to bear children. And then I was thinking about, you know, usually too, as you get old, you retire and you can't work. So you can't make money. So I was like, what kind of fruit are they talking about? And then it also says that they will remain vital and green. And you see, the fruit from walking with the Lord, from growing with God, the fruit that it produces are the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, all the things that the world is trying to accomplish by worldly flourishing, you know, trying to get the cars, trying to get the girls, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to find that love and you get the counterfeit, you know, the temporary joys and the temporary things and the Holy Spirit, this, this, this fruit that we get by flourishing with the Lord is the fruits of the Spirit, that love, that joy, that peace, that even in old age, we get to have when we're walking with the Lord. And so now we kind of know what flourishing is. I want to just take a second before we get into the why and the why and the how to and all the things. I want to just go ahead and pray. So y'all ready? Will y'all bow your heads? Dearly Father God, we come before you, Lord, tonight. God, I thank you for every single person in this room, Lord. God, I thank you so much for their hearts, God, for their lives, God, for the breath in their lungs, Lord. 
God, I pray that as we just look into your word tonight, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just fill this room, that you would guide my words, Lord God, and that you would open the eyes and the ears and the minds of the people in this room, Lord God, of the precious, loved people in this room, Lord God, to seeing your voice, Lord God, to seeing truth, Lord Dearly Father, God, I pray that their hearts, Lord God, that this, that this word would, God, fall on good soil, Jesus. Dearly Father, God, I praise you and we thank you. Amen. All right. So now the question we're all asking, we're like, okay, so that sounds amazing. The love, the joy, the peace, you know, the fruits of the spirit, like I want that. So who flourishes? Like who flourishes? And I wanna tell you something. It is impossible to truly flourish without knowing identity. It is impossible to truly flourish without knowing identity. I got a question. I'm gonna show you all what I mean. How do you keep this plant alive? It's pretty simple, not a trick question. You can yell it out, I love water. Yes, what are the other things? There's three. Sun, yes, what's the next one? Soil, yes, exactly. So we know, we know, good job everybody. We, we could keep this plant alive. Now if I were to ask you guys, if I were to ask you guys, how do you make this plant flourish? You'd be like, well, What's the identity of it? Is it a perennial? Is it a succulent? Does it need a lot of water? Is it meant for Cabo? Is it meant for South Carolina? Is it meant for a dark room? Is it meant for a lot of brightness? You know, without the identity, it's impossible to make this plant flourish. And it's the exact same thing with us in our lives. The world can keep us alive physically. It knows we need, not sun, it knows we need sleep. It knows we need food. It knows we need water, some type of relationship, something to make us happy. You know, the world can keep us alive physically, but it has no idea how to make us flourish because the world doesn't know our identity. God does. God is the one who knit us together in our mother's wombs. He is the one who knows our identity. And it is through him that true flourishment is possible. And so if identity is essential, essential to knowing how to flourish, then I wanna talk about it tonight. You know, this plant right here, it doesn't have a choice to flourish or not. But the Lord gave us, he loves us so much that he gave us a choice on what we believed, on what, on how to flourish on if we're gonna believe our identity or not. The Lord loves us so much that he doesn't force us, but he gives us a choice. And you know who knows that? The enemy who has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And so you know what he's trying to attack and distract us from? Knowing our identity. He, there's so many distractions as to what our identity is and who it can be found in and all these different things. And I wanna make it so clear tonight, your identity as a child of God, because I wish that I had this clarity, especially when I was in college, and you'll see a little bit later why. And so I want you guys to close your eyes and I'm gonna read your identity over you as a child of God. I'm gonna read this over you. Take a deep breath. You ready? You are a child of God. 1 John 32. A daughter and a son of the eternal King. For you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance 
for you to do. Ephesians 2.10 Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8.38 You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Every single part of you. Psalm 139.14 You are created in the image of God. All of you. Genesis 1.27 You are called loved and worthy by God before you even lifted a finger or did a thing. And even as you continue to do so. You have not earned the love of God. No matter what, he calls you loved and worthy. All right, you can open your eyes. So now we know this. We know our identity. And now we have a choice as to whether or not to believe it. We have a choice as to whether or not to believe that this is our identity and live in it. And so, you know, I know uh, that a lot of you, you might be thinking, you know, there was parts of that that like, I'm just wrestling with. And so I'm gonna give you, earlier we got to deepen our relationship kind of with people. Right now I wanna give you a time to deepen your relationship with the Lord. Take out your phones. I know, odd thing. Or if you have a journal, you, could t- you can keep it in your journal. And if you have your phone, I know everyone's gonna wanna like turn down their brightness because I'm about to ask you to do something kind of funny. So do you believe your identity as a child of God? Before we go any further, Are there parts of the you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you're made in the image of God, that you are even a child of God that you struggle with and that you question? I'm gonna give you the next one to two minutes to talk about it, to write it down, and to talk about it a little bit with God and to just open the conversation. Because this is the most, one of the most important things that you can know one of the most important things, one of the most beautiful things, and one of the most, most beautiful gifts of this life to know. And I don't wanna go any further without giving you the opportunity to write about the parts that are hard for you to understand, the parts that are hard for you to believe. So I'm gonna give you one to two minutes to kinda of write that down and just open that dialogue with God. You don't have to finish it right now. Maybe if it's something that is really deeply you're struggling with or even just kind of struggling with, you could find somebody in prayer afterwards. I know you all have small groups and different things that are so awesome. Or you could find me afterwards and you'd be like, hey, I just need some advice. I just need to know how to understand this and believe this. I want you to go ahead and start writing. Or maybe it's a conversation you have afterwards tonight. But I want you to start thinking about and deepening that relationship with a little bit of effort. So I'll give you one to two minutes. I'm gonna be reading it while you write so you could just even think about these words, your identity. You are a child of God, 1 John 32. Gosh, do we even like take time to sit in that ever? Feels super sweet to sit in it now. A daughter and son of the eternal king. You are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Do you believe that? I hope you do. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Nothing 
can separate you from the love of God. Nothing that you've done, nothing that you to do. You are called loved and worthy by God. child of God. What's so important about us knowing our identity is that until we know this and until we believe it, we will not be able to truly flourish and be walking with God because we'll always be looking for our identity in something else. We'll always be kind of half in, half out, which is where I lived a lot of my life whenever I was just not sure if I believe this or not. I was half in and half out. And if you really want to walk with the Lord, we need to have this be a foundation of our hearts. All right. And if you want to, you can come find me afterwards. We could talk about it. I would love to. I know everyone in here, all, definitely the prayer people, all the leadership team would absolutely love to talk to you about your identity because it is one of the hardest um, things, one of the things that's just come um, to just a lot of there's a lot of distraction around it. So I would love to talk to you about it after or anybody else would too. All right, now we're gonna get into why flourish. So why, okay, so we talked about the what, we talked about the who. Now why is it, why should we flourish? Like why flourish, you know? And there's three main reasons and three um, just absolute amazing parts to this. So one, the first reason is pretty evident. It glorifies God for God, for the Lord. It glorifies the Lord. I'm gonna read to you right now. In John 15, eight, it says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You know, us flourishing with him, it is not, it glorifies the Lord. It brings other people to know the Lord. They see, it shows that you are his disciples. If you look actually at the second one, so we had the first one is for him, and the second reason is for others. It says it right there. It says that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. By our fruit, by people seeing the love and the joy and the patience and the peace, and by them seeing that in us, it can bring people to knowing the Lord. And then this third one, which is something that we kind of sometimes have a hard time with believing, um, is the Lord desires for us to flourish for us. I'm gonna to read to you in John 10.10. 10, and it says, I came so that you would have life and life abundantly. You know, sometimes it's really easy to think that the Lord doesn't want us to flourish, that he's all these rules and he has all these promises and all these different things and they're designed not to make us flourish. When in reality, the Lord is so good and he wants us to flourish and he wants us to have freedom so that we could have life abundantly. So why flourish? For God, it gives him glory. For others, it brings them to knowing him. And then for us, so that way we can live in the life abundantly that the Lord has created us to actually live in. And now we're gonna get to the how-to part. So this is my absolute favorite part. Um, this is probably one of my favorite scriptures. We're about to get into Jeremiah 17, if you wanna go there. Um, but Jeremiah 17, before we kind of go into any like real, like going into any book, something else, a tip that's really helped me is actually looking at like the backstory, like looking at why was this book written? You know, what's the importance of Jeremiah? What's the context of Jeremiah? And so Jeremiah, um, he, 
was in a time where everyone was worshiping pagans, where everyone was worshiping pagans and they were all basically false flourishing. They were all trying, they all thought flourishing was this one way by the world's way. And so they were all trying, they were worshiping pagans and all these different things. And you know, Jeremiah came and he was there to tell them the true flourishing that it comes from walking and growing with the Lord. And he was there to do it. And you know, what's so crazy about his message at that time is it was super, super unpopular. He was super bold to be sharing what I'm about to read to you today. He was outcasted for this, for sharing this truth. He was outcasted. He was hated. He was unpopular. He was all of the things. And he was still bold in walking with the Lord. Get this, flourishing with the Lord. And that scripture back all those years ago is still producing fruit. Isn't that crazy? Him walking with the Lord is still producing fruit in our lives now to this day. By him being obedient and walking with God and letting the Lord use him, he is still producing fruits to this day. So incredible. All right, so we're gonna go to Jeremiah 17. I am gonna take a second to get there because that is what fell out of my book earlier. So I'm gonna go head over there. All right, so Jeremiah 17, five through eight. So what I love about this scripture I'm about to read is it truly gives us like a how not to flourish and then it gives us a how to flourish. So I'm gonna read the how not to first because that's the one that comes first. All right, y'all ready? This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength, and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. So he's showing us this picture of this false flourishing. He's trying to explain to the pagans. He's saying, you guys are trying to trust in your mere human understanding. You're trying to rely on your own human strength. Your hearts are turned away from the Lord. You are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will, and you will live in a barren wilderness in an inhabited salty land. <laughs> that is very descriptive. I'm going to show you why he was so descriptive um, in just a minute. And so it says, cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. So he's showing us right here how not to flourish. He's saying by putting our trust in just our mere human understanding and relying on our human strength, that we are gonna be like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. And they will live in a barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. And so the first part of that is pretty, like I said before, it's evident. You know, it's saying that whenever we rely on our own human strength, you know, outside of we're not walking with the Lord, but true flourishing is when we rely on our own human strength, you know, we will be like stunted shrubs in the desert. Have y'all ever got that word stunted used to you before? When I was younger and I would try and drink coffee, um, before I was like 10 years old because everyone else was, I would be like, my parents would be like, no, 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 that will stunt your growth. 
And it doesn't, I mean, I'm still short, so it doesn't really matter that I did drink it. But I, it said that it will stunt your growth. And what that means is that it will stunt your potential for growing. So by us relying on our own mere human understanding that we're actually stunting our growth, that we're stunting our growth. And then not only is that word so descriptive, but remember how I said Jeremiah was just like so descriptive? Like, think about this. Like, think about someone explaining you as a stunted shrub in the desert with no hope for the future. Like, that hurts. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. Like, what? Like, that is weird. And so I looked. There's this amazing thing that I love to look at. It's called commentary. Some of you might know it, but I love using enduring word commentary. And I was looking at the commentary, and I was like, why is he so descriptive? Like, what does that mean? And then it clicked. Um, I found out that this stunted shrub that Jeremiah is referring to is actually an arar tree. It's actually an actual thing. It's the one in the salted, uninhabited land. And I want you to see the picture of what an arar tree looks like. I think it'll be, oh, I think it'll be behind me, actually. Um, it should be coming up soon. It's a really pretty tree. Let me know when it gets there. Oh, perfect. So this is the arar tree. It honestly is like, it's kind of like beaming. It's beautiful. You know, if you saw that in the middle of the desert, you'd be like, wow, like that. It even has like these little fruits on the end that you can kind of see. You'll see it in a second. But it even has these fruits on the end. And you're like, well, Jeremiah's like, he's just explaining that for the people who trust in mere human understanding, like that's pretty good. You know, you're like, that actually looks like a good tree. Like I wouldn't mind being that tree. Well, you go, and this is what Jeremiah is trying to explain to the pagans, the people who are worshiping the pagans, I'm sorry. He, you go and you get a fruit from this tree. And I want you to see the next picture. You go and you see if you get a fruit from this tree, the fruit that it produces, and it's nothing, cobwebs dead inside. And you know, that picture of that arar tree reminds me a lot of whenever I was in college, actually. Like I said, I went to Florida State University and it lives up to all the stories and it is crazy. And I struggled so bad my freshman, my sophomore year. I did not know my identity. No one read that over me and I wish that they would have. But I did not know my identity. I didn't know. I was honestly exactly what Jeremiah explained. I was trusting on my mere human understanding. I was trying to get through college. I was trying to, you know, do the whole life and everything my freshman, sophomore year. And you know, what's crazy is I actually looked like that art tree. Like I looked like I had everything from the outside. I had the boyfriend. I had the grades. I had the sorority. I had the friends. I had like all of these things from the outside. And I was absolutely dead on the inside, cobwebs. I had no real fruit. I had no love, no joy, no peace. I felt so far from it. And I had this night where, you know, I was just trying to go with my own human understanding and it left me being drove home drunk by a guy that I did not know waking up 30 minutes away from campus. And I woke up, and that fruit is exactly how I felt if it was, could be on fire and absolutely just oh, horrible. And I got back to 
my dorm room and all my friends knew and they were coming to comfort me and they were trying to help me, you know, and they were trying to, you know, be good friends and they kept on saying, they were like, Maya, it's okay. This, this happens to everyone. And that's what got me. They said that and I was like, if this is everyone, I do not wanna be like everyone because this is what I feel like on the inside. And I, I took that night and I made a choice because I had gotten so tired of feeling like this archery, like everything looked worldly flourishing, like I had it all from the outside and I was so tired of not walking with God. I was so tired of not having that true peace and looking for it in all these counterfeit ways. And so I made this choice, this next choice, and this is truly how easy it is to make this choice. I'm gonna show you right here. So that was the how not to. I was the how not to. And then this choice I made that night. And it says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought, their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So that night, I had to make a choice of walking with God. And back then when I made that choice, I had no idea Honestly, I didn't fully comprehend. No one came up here and, you know, told me, you know, the fruits that I produced, like the love, the joy, and the peace. I just, as I was walking with God, I started noticing like this love and this joy and this peace and this is fruit and it's the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you know, whenever you're walking with God. And that's actually what led me to searching, researching what flourishing was because I was like, wow, like I, I'm starting to feel my life come like this. Like I'm starting to feel like the trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. And, you know, the, the decision that I had to make in order to truly flourish, it says right here, I had to put my trust in the Lord and make the Lord my hope and confidence. And that very choice is available for us. That's why it's never too late to talk about how to truly flourish in life. And so it says there are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. And I love this part because it's taught, and then it says that their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So, you know, these droughts come, this heat comes, you know, the storms of life come, obviously, you know, you lose somebody, I lost someone, you get in a car accident, I was in a car accident, you know, maybe you go through an eating disorder or maybe just something happens to you or all these different things, you know, you have all of these different storms and heats and droughts and all these different things come into your life. But when you are walking with God, you are that tree that is right along the source, that is rooted deeply to the source. And your leaves stay green and you know, you never stop producing fruit. Never stop producing fruit. So that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, it continues all through the droughts, all through the fires, all through everything with that choice. 
And you know, I wanna show you kind of, as I'm finishing up, I wanna show you this really cool picture. Now that we know what flourishing is, we know who flourishing, so we know that it's available to every single one of us because every single one of us is a child of God. And then we look at why to flourish and then how to flourish. I wanna show you this really cool picture of flourishing that has been just so cool uh, when I think about it in my own life. You know, a lot of our lives right now, if we're honest, they feel like competition. I know a lot of you guys are students and maybe you're trying to get into med school or maybe you're trying to be like the best in your class or maybe you're athletes and you're trying to do that. You know, a lot of our lives have turned into like this competition. And so when we even talk about flourishing, we are almost like thinking about like on our row, like who's gonna, who's gonna flourish? You know, like there's only so much room for us all to flourish, you know, for all of us, you know, to look back at 2024 and be like, wow, I truly flourished. I truly walked with God. And what's so cool about our source is it's so different. That that competition isn't there. I'm gonna show you in an illustration. So, you know, most of the time, whenever we're talking about like that tree rooted along the source, so there's like a stream, you know? Say there's a stream and you have all these different plants, you know, that are right along the stream and there's only this certain amount of area that they can get to to be close to the source. You know what I mean? So there's only a certain amount of area that you can get to get to the source kind of like how we've been trained today to think about worldly flourishing and whatnot. What's so cool about God and what's so cool about our source is that there isn't this limited amount of space. It's not like I have to stomp on this plant, I have to cut down hers, I have to cut down some so-and-so's, I can't cheer that person on because if they start getting rooted to the source, then I'm not gonna have enough space. Our source is infinite because our source is God. There's no need to stomp on plants. There's no need to not be joined together. There's no need to even look cooler than the other person. There's no need to one-up them or anything of that sort because we all have infinite access to this source. And I love that picture so much because it is so much more freeing even to be in a room like this as y'all go throughout your school year, you know? And you get to be in this community. Like this doesn't happen much, like thousands of students gathering, you know, to learn more about God. Like that doesn't happen much. It's a beautiful thing. You know, now when we're going throughout your school year and whatnot, you can walk together with God and flourish together. And so I'm going to just say a little prayer. um, And I just want you all to bow your heads and pray. Dearly Father God, thank you for what you have taught us and shown us about flourishing tonight. God, thank you so much for even seeing us when we are the Aurora tree and whenever we are not producing any fruit and not with your spirit, God, and you still look at us and you say, you are loved, you are beautiful, you are fearfully, wonderfully made, you are worthy. God, thank you for your grace. God, thank you for allowing us to put our trust and our hope and our confidence in you, God. 
God, I pray that as we leave this room tonight, God, as we go out into our campus and everything, Lord God, as we go into our families, Lord God, that we would think of ways to deepen and connect with the people around us. But Lord, most importantly, that we would know that the most important person, the most important thing to connect with, Lord God, is you, Lord. God, our most important relationship is you, Lord. God, and from there, all else will flow. The love, the joy, the peace. God, thank you for the clarity of that tonight. God, that the love, the true love, the true joy, the true peace comes only from walking with you, God. And thank you for the ability to walk with you. Dearly Father God, I praise you. Amen. And we're about to worship tonight. Um, a few more songs and um, more than that, it's more than songs. It's time to just talk to the Lord. You know, you could see this as just a time to come and just sing and then leave and, you know, whatnot. Or you could see this as a time, you know, like what we talked about, to deepen your relationship with the Lord. Maybe you kind of feel it on your heart right now to maybe deepen your relationship with some of the prayer team, some of the people that love and adore and that pray for you. I just encourage you that during this time that you would take it to deepen and connect with the Lord. And he loves you so very much. And I'm excited to see you rooted along that source. And thank you so much for having me. It has been awesome.